I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking with Coop Blackson, best-selling author of You're the One, with a mission to awaken and inspire people across the planet to access inner freedom, live authentically, and fulfill their true life's purpose. Coop, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Been looking forward to it very much. I'm so excited. So I read your book, You Are the One, and loved it. Mm. So I'm so pumped you're here. Awesome. 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 Um, so as you know, we start every show asking your rose, bud, and thorn. So what are yours? Mm. My rose, something good. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I moved to Miami. That's something amazing. Uh, so loving that. Loving the vibes here. My bud, looking forward to, I, you know, I have to say I'm looking forward to my new book, the magic of surrender coming out. Uh, that's and, and the whole journey of sharing that message with the world. My thorn, you know, I'll be honest. That's hard. That's hard mm-hmm. because I'm so uh, I'm so used to looking for the good in everything and the lesson in everything that it, it, I don't really see things as like not good, not great. Um, you know, I, I would say one one thing that that's been a challenge is uh, not being able, at least for the last year, to to do what I do best, which is uh, intensive events, large events, seminars, and what have you, and, you know, journeys to Bali, where I'm used to traveling so much. Uh, and that, so that's been, we'll call that a thorn. That's been a thorn. Yeah, that's like a big life change. That's huge. It's huge. How was 2020 for you? Was it great? Was 2020 it was intense. Wow. Like for everyone, you know, it was, it was unexpected. It was challenging. But I think it also uh, forced a lot of, uh, it, it felt like the universe was conspiring to push me to grow and evolve and expand in so many different, uh, different ways, which was unexpected and profound. I mean, in 2020, I mean, look, I'm writing a book about surrender. I will just tell anyone, yeah. next time you, if you ever think about writing a book, be careful what the topic of your book is going to be, because I swear the universe will put you through it. And so in 2020, you know, I couldn't do my live events, which was, I mean, for me, it's not even a business. It's a Dharma. It's what I live for and transforming people. So that was, that was challenging. And obviously we did stuff online and, and added a lot of value to people through things online, but it's not quite the same for me, but that was challenging. Uh, I left LA after 20 some years in Los Angeles, like my hometown, my roots. And that was Oh, that was like a death. That was quite difficult. Um, totally unexpected. And I had a house in Phoenix. So I went to Phoenix, stayed there, which was, you know, I didn't, never planned to, to kind of live full time in Phoenix, but I lived there for a while. That was uh, quite different and, and amazing at the same time because Phoenix and LA, totally different places. Um, what else? What else? Broke up with a woman I thought I would be with and have kids with. What else? Uh, ended up. Uh, um, letting go of my office in LA, ended up uh, moving to Miami, ended up selling my house in Phoenix. I mean, just the list goes on, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was like surrender after surrender after surrender. Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been honestly, uh, in the moment, sometimes it's challenging, but it was profound to let go and release. And for me, 2020 was a year of following the deepest flow, following the deepest impulse of life, following my internal guidance as 
as as as purely as possible and following the energy and literally in a year you know sometimes i feel like god or whatever you believe you know god is like a a grandmaster chess master right that sort of moves you here moves you there moves you there in the moment you don't understand but all of a sudden there's checkmate and then oh here we are and so it felt like i was i was moved to miami and so many other incredible movements that it's opened up, up a lot of amazing opportunities and expansion even entrepreneurially and i'm doing things in ghana now and building and beginning to launch a, a supplement company over there and so just 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 so many unexpected things and i think some sometimes um i'll even say sometimes i think most of the time many of the things that happen in our lives uh, that are amazing looking back are unexpected and things we didn't plan and so we can't always see it in the moment so uh uh it's often in retrospect that we look back and go wow okay that needed to happen and so it's been a it's been a beautiful year it's been a beautiful year yeah i mean it sounds almost like you were you know there's so much action and then 2020 it's like all of that action's getting integrated i mean i think for all of us but mm-hmm. it's like this seeping it almost seeps deeper mm-hmm. in stillness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's been it's been powerful it's really been really been powerful uh it's given me the opportunity to to really um understand I mean, I always understood it, but understand, embody, live, experience, you know, in every cell of my being, in my nervous system, in my body, in my pores, this whole theme of surrender. And I felt like it was just, honestly, the universe preparing me uh, over the last year at a whole nother level to be able to share the message and embody the message and express the message and understand the depths of surrender in a whole different way. So it's been, you know, it's been a, it's been an amazing year. It's been an amazing year. Yeah. So how, you know, you, how did you decide to write this particular book? And then Mm -hmm. what was your experience kind of fleshing it out and and getting it from idea into life? Yeah. Good question. Um, I'll be honest. I did not decide to write this book. (laughs) it, (laughs) It really wasn't my plan. I, you know, I wrote you are the one which you read and you said you loved and, 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 and I had an idea to write another book. I mean, I had all of these amazing ideas. So, so I knew I needed to write a book when my mother passed away and to kind of give you a little background in 2016, after you are the one came out a few months later, my mother was diagnosed with stomach cancer, total shock, totally unexpected. This is the woman I love the most on the planet. We're very close. And I was flying from Los Angeles, where I was living at the time, back to London, literally every month to be with her during chemo sessions. And I got to be with my mother for an entire year. It was the most intense and most beautiful, amazing year of my entire life, the best year of my life, to just be with her and spend time with her and take care of her and just connect with her. And through that process, I really got to see that uh, you know, she never complained. She never cried. She never felt like a victim. She never moaned. She never, she was always just at peace and happy. And when, when I really sat with her process, I realized that the secret to her freedom, the secret to her peace was the fact she was surrendered. For instance, when the doctors really told my mother that you have a few months to live, there's nothing else we can do. I looked at my mother and I asked her two questions. The first question I said is, 
Mom, are you are you afraid? Are you afraid of the fact that you are going to die? It's easy for us to talk about how you know we're not just this body and we're infinite and what have you. When we're everything is great, but here you here she was, literally dying and about to die any moment. And she looked at me and she says, "Kud, I'm not afraid because I really I know I'm not this body. I am an eternal spirit and soul evolving through time. That this body might drop, but that doesn't mean I will die. I will be with you forever." You know, and she looked at me with such a, a knowing in her heart. And then I asked my mother and I said to her, what can I do for you? I wanted to be a good son. What can I do for you? How can I, how can I, you know, fulfill any desires and wishes? And she literally said, there's nothing I need or want from life. All I want is what God wants from my life. And in that simple statement, you know, not even from a religious like God standpoint, but that simple statement was such a reflection on the depth of her surrender. She was so surrendered uh, to life and the process of what was happening. There was no resistance. And I realized, wow, this is the secret to my mother's freedom. And then when she passed, I, I was like, wow, there's so many things I... I digested and, and, and imbibed and through osmosis, just being with my mother that I thought I have to write. There is a book. And so once this process was done with a little space after a few months after my mother passed, I started having this inspiration for a book. And I thought it was going to be about greatness or, you know, how to activate your greatness, access your greatness, maybe manifestation. Maybe I'd write about, you know, I had all these ideas and, and the process was this. I sat down. I, I sat down for a day and I had a wall and uh, like a white whiteboard on a wall and literally through hundreds of ideas, dumped all of my thoughts and ideas, came up with maybe 50 different titles. If you heard some of the titles, some were amazing, some were ridiculously bad. And there were so many different ideas that I thought, oh, the book's going to be about this. Oh, wow, that would sell. This would sell. This would be amazing. People want this. Oh, my God. And so there were all these ideas. And so then I started writing a little bit, writing a proposal with the help of my editor. And as I started writing one day, I said to my editor, who was helping me craft some of the words, I said to her, I think the book is about surrender. Mm. And it literally, it hit me. Uh, it took me by surprise. And what took me by surprise even more is that it was so in front of my eyes and it was so obvious that I didn't see it. And yet in that moment, I felt the soul of the book come alive, reveal itself to me. And it became really clear, like, this is the book. It's about surrender. And then I reflected on my entire life. You know, and I'll be honest, my mind was like, well, but I don't know if I want to write about surrender. And do people really want to hear about surrender? I mean, it's... We often resist surrender. It's going to be a hard topic and a challenging topic. And it was so aligned in my being, in my body. My mind was telling me something else. And there was a part of me that was resisting a little bit. But I had to surrender to the topic of surrender being the book. And once I surrendered to that, then all the inspiration, information, ideas started flowing through. The structure of the book started flowing through. And that's when, you know, the, the, the magic started happening. And, and even the title, I thought it was going to be a different title. We're trying to come up with a really sexy title for Surrender. And then it was like, no, the book is called The Magic of Surrender. That's it. If you want the magic in your life and the magic could be more abundance, more joy, more love, more bliss, more ecstasy, more purpose, more, more, more of whatever it is that turns you on and lights you up and makes you more alive, 
then you have to surrender. And surrender is the password to freedom. This was the secret to my mother's freedom. This was the secret to my father's freedom. If you look at Jesus, Buddha, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, you know, Mandela, Mother Teresa, the great ones, they all at some point in their lives had to surrender to something bigger than themselves. And that's when life itself was able to use them. Life itself was able to, to express through them and miracles happened through them because they surrendered to something bigger than themselves. And that's when, you know, the, 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 the process of writing started. And I honestly, I, 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 I hate the process of writing, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult for me because my brain works so fast. I'm a speaker, I'm a communicator, I'm an orator. And so uh, one of the, if anyone's listening and they want to start writing, for me, one of the secrets that helped me was I, gave my, I give myself permission to suck. I give myself permission to write terribly. And the main thing is to just dump all of my thoughts and ideas. And it doesn't have to be any good. I don't censor. I just put them all on paper. I type it out, put it down. And now I, I at least have all of the ideas out and then I go in and I start chiseling and start working. And, and so that's how the book came about. You know, I felt like the book chose me and I really felt like I was simply here to serve the soul and the message of bringing this book to life. And so I'm really, talk, you talk about Rose and Bud and Thorn. I think one of the things I'm also really, really looking forward to is just just sort of inspiring a, a new paradigm and a conversation in our culture around surrender because so for so long surrender has if surrender's got on a bad rap we often think surrender is weak we often think surrender is giving up we often think when you surrender you're going to be left behind you won't get your dreams you won't manifest your goals you're going to be taken advantage of oh don't surrender it's it's, it's not a good thing and and so um, what I really want to propose to people is <clears throat> what if surrender was the most powerful thing you could do? What if surrender was really the key to freedom, the key to your dream, the key to everything? Uh, and, and so surrender is to move beyond trying to force life to be what you think it should be. Surrender is moving beyond living a life of trying to control everything because when did trying to control everything really work? Surrender <laughs> is, you know, taking all the conditions off of life and allowing yourself to be open, allowing oneself to truly be open to what is life seeking to express through me? I mean, you talked about 2020. We all had these ideas, right? I don't know about you. But oh, yeah, yeah. We had these ideas as to, yay, 2020. It's going to be, we're going to do this. It's going to be this. It's going to be an amazing year. And then, boom, the pandemic hit, COVID hit, lockdown, shutdown. It was not the year we, we expected. So I feel, feel as though we were all collectively thrown into this global surrender process. And we were forced to let go of control and being reminded by the universe, hey, you thought you guys were in control? Well, take a look. Are you really in control? And so uh, for me, surrender is, is the willingness to... There's a difference between acceptance and surrender. Acceptance, like when you're in acceptance, you can still be resisting, like, ah, this shouldn't be happening, but okay, I'll deal with it, you know. Um, like, like if it's raining and you're moaning, groaning, and complaining, you still take an umbrella, but you're, you're hating on the fact that it's raining. Surrender is the wholehearted, shall we say, participation with the process of life that's unfolding because there is a trust 
that everything that happens is happening for your highest good. Even if you can't see it right now, the universe is always unfolding for your highest good, even if it's not clear in this moment. And so surrender is that wholehearted participation with what's happening, opening your heart to the process of what's happening, participating fully, and using every experience for one's growth and evolution. And so uh, my, 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 my invitation for people, what I'm really excited is to shift, uh, to create a new paradigm as a new way of living, of forcing life, personal power, force, ego, versus aligning with your soul and opening to what's seeking to happen, allowing yourself to be guided. And my, 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 my promise of what I've experienced in my life is, is what if when you surrender, you didn't get less, you actually got more, you know, more joy, more abundance, you know, more like, like your relationships ended up even more than you could have planned with your mind. And so uh, this is, this is, this is the magic. If you want the magic, we have to surrender. And so that's how the, the book came about. It was honestly unexpected, not planned, but once it came into focus, it became very clear. And then and then one thing aligned after the next, you know, I let go of my agent because I really believe that when, when we are in, when we follow what's true, not follow, oh, how can I make more money or how will I be more popular? When we follow what's true for our, our soul and our, our soul lessons in this life, different from yours, different from everyone else's, sometimes we're so busy looking at everyone else's life and everyone else's path, especially with social media. Now, oh, look at this person, look at that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want their life. But when we, really, when, we really tr- when we are really true to our path and what is authentic for us, I believe that we, we cannot miss our destiny when we're true with our path. And so for me, uh, following this, this process of, being guided to, to, to this book of surrender, I let my agent go because I felt they weren't right, which was another sort of scary thing because they were mega, mega agents of William Morris. And then I found the perfect agent that just resonated. Next thing you know, we were having publisher meetings with six of the top publishers in the world, and all of them were crazy about the book. They wanted to, I mean, it just was like, yeah. Wow, we're in the flow. The book when there was a bidding war for the book. I mean, just one thing after the next thing that really let me know I'm living in flow. And so I would invite everyone to don't compromise your truth because it's convenient. Sometimes following what your soul wants is not convenient, but your soul has an intelligence and encoded in what your soul guides you to do, encoded in all the dreams, goals, and desires is an intelligence and your soul will guide you. And so I experienced the, the, the unfo- the, just the, the unfolding, not that it was an easy process, but the unfolding of, of this book because it had a life of its own. Today's episode is brought to you by Upstart. You guys, I used to be a chronic bank account avoider. I just did not want to know what was going on. It was really overwhelming. And honestly, I, I know a lot of us are in that situation. When it comes to paying off debt, it can feel like an uphill battle. It's like high interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments, keeping you in this endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help you get ahead. 
Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Now, unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. Now with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash egram. That's upstart.com slash egram. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash egram. Thank you, Upstart, for sponsoring today's episode. I am so interested in what you're talking about right there where you're like, mm. this goes into flow and sometimes we resist flow. Mm. And and I'm curious in kind of the separation between that little like nudge from your intuition that says like, this isn't for you versus the resistance because we know it's what we should be doing, but it feels scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the nudgings that we get are so small, you know, I just really want to make that clear. Sometimes the guidance that you get nudging you, it's not like a loud siren bell, right? And, and so sometimes we ignore it, we rationalize it, we justify it, we, we pretend that we don't really know, we pretend that we didn't even feel it because sometimes it's like a little whisper. And so I think we have to become really discerning to tune into our bodies because sometimes it's just a sensation that says, kind of pulls us in a direction, but we're like, no, nah, that's nothing. Ah, that's nothing. Or, or, or sometimes we're, we're so distracted that we don't even realize it's there, but only after things have kind of gone sideways that we go, oh, I felt something at that moment. And so I think we have to start learning to pay attention to the clues. We have to start learning to pay attention to these subtle nudgings that's just like a little feather whisper of the universe pushing us in a direction and not second-guessing that that intuition, because I think our soul speaks to us in a multi-sensory way, but we're constantly second-guessing. And, and so there's a part of us, I believe, as human beings, that w we know, you know, we, we know deep down, we, we know when mm, a relationship isn't right. You know, we, we know when something's not quite, quite aligned. We know, I, I remember years ago, this was like 12 years ago, I meet this woman, and I think we've all had this in relationships or business or what have you. I meet this woman. I was walking with a friend. I meet this woman in the parking lot. Maybe 15 years ago, I think. Meet this woman in the parking lot, beautiful woman. My gut, my gut says, stay away. But it was a very, it was a very, <laughs> it was a very, I don't, maybe you've experienced that, right? But oh, yeah. It's yeah. a very subtle thing, you know? And then your mind starts to come on, Koo, just, you know, that don't be judgmental. It'd be, you don't know who she is. Da, 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 da. Before you knew it, we're in a relationship. And sure enough, I'm like, shit, I should have stayed away. Mm -hmm. And so we have to start cultivating and honoring of the sensitivity of that feeling sense, of the energetic sense, of the sensation in our body, which we often don't pay attention to, you know? And so uh, the other thing I found 
in terms of kind of what you're referencing too, is that stops us from kind of getting into the flow and following that flow is we are constantly trying to control life by trying to understand everything. There, the mind has a need to know what everything is, where everything is going, and what everything means. And this is one way we try to control. What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What's, what's going to happen? And so we're, in so many ways, we are projecting into a relationship. What is this relationship? What is this situation? Where is this going? What's going to happen? And we're kind, kind of like mentally sort of gyrating and making up meanings in our minds. And uh, this, this need to know is something we have to really observe and not allow to run us. Because the challenge is, our ability to interpret and know what something means is limited to the state of our nervous system, the state of our physiology, the state of our consciousness, which is determined by our conditioning, which is determined by our past, our programming, our parents, our generations, our childhood trauma. So many things is determining our ability to interpret what this thing means. And so based on our interpretation of what something means, which is determined by everything I just expressed, we are creating our reality and we think that is reality. And if we proceed based on that interpretation of reality, it can lead us in a whole different direction that may not be accurate. So what I'm saying is some of the things that we think are reality really aren't reality. They're just misinterpretations of reality that we take to be true. And so my what I tell people is to really get into flow, we have to not be willing to not be so sure what something is because the moment we attach to what something is and what something means and we hold tightly onto that this is this this is that this is not that we are no longer open and we're no longer in the flow we have blocked the flow it's so important then to be able to to live in a and it's not easy, but to live in a uh, with an open heart, to live with a curiosity, that's key to be in flow. Like, huh, let me be curious versus this is what it is. And to live in a curiosity means the willingness to, to live in the unknown, to, not, to actually not know. Not know from a place of like uh, uh, disempowerment, but to not know from a place of deeper trust. So you show up. Rather than impose a meaning and force, force life to conform to that meaning, you're able to say, I don't need to know where I'm going. I don't need to know why, because maybe we're guided to, like, to, to, to call somebody or go in a direction. The mind kicks in and says, why? Why? Why, 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 why? <laughs> and, and the more we're able to say, you know what, I don't know why, but something beyond myself is nudging me. That something that is beyond ourself is, is arising from the deepest impulse of consciousness. It's arising from the deeper impulse of the innate intelligence that is inside of us that is beyond our mind, is beyond our personality, is beyond our identity. It is arising from the source of life itself. That is an intelligence. It's an intelligence of nature that is moving through us. And if we follow that and we learn to kind of differentiate between our mental kind of gyrations and decisions and that internal impulse, which is very subtle, and we follow that and we, we kind of let go of the need to understand or know, what we have to trust is you don't need to know where you're going in order to get to where you maybe perhaps need to be. And if we follow that, then life 
then we start cultivating a different relationship to life where we allow ourselves to be, we allow ourselves to be guided by life rather than pushing and forcing life. And when we allow ourselves to be guided by life, then we are in the flow because we're riding the wave and we're following the energy. And as we follow the energy, life starts revealing to us. And even though we may not understand why we're guided to here, to guided to there, guided here, guided left, right, up, down, life reveals to us and usually down the road, everything starts making sense. But it didn't in the moment. And if we stop to try to figure everything out, which is a form of control, to figure everything out, we end up blocking our flow and we never catch the wave. We never catch the flow because we're, we're so busy thinking, where is this going? Where's this wave going? How is this wave going to go? The wave, the wave has its own, like if you surf and you're in the ocean, surfers sit on the surfboard, right? They don't make the wave. They don't get a hose and like, let's hose and make a wave. Yes, get on this, get on, get on that wave and we'll make a little wave with, our, with some water from a hose. They, they, they sit, you see them, it's like a meditation. The greatest surfers, Laird Hamilton, Kelly Slater, they sit on the ocean, on the surfboard, and they f they're feeling for, for the wave. Mm -hmm. And as they, as they feel the wave, then they ride the wave, and the wave carries them. To me, such is life. Such is life. Mm. When, so your book is coming out. First of all, I just want to say, that like, like such as life and comparing that to the wave, I feel like when we think about what we're going to come home with, I feel like mm. that is just so powerful mm. um, to hold that, that space of like, yeah, we're riding the wave. That's we're what we're riding here for. The wave. Life and we're all being forced to learn that right now. Yes. It's, right. I mean, we are so as a humanity being forced by like, I feel like we, in, we are in a global spiritual surrender process mm -hmm. right now as a humanity. And it's, you know, I really believe this time, as challenging as it is, is a profound spiritual awakening opportunity for us all to really surrender. And when we surrender, then that's, that's when the magic happens. So many of us, we're holding on to things that aren't working. We're holding on to relationships that aren't aligned. We're holding on to careers that don't light us up. And, and so I think the more we can let go and surrender, the more we bring ourselves into the flow. You just reminded me one thing I want to say, uh, because you talked about surrender and the flow. And, 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 and you know, I was thinking the other day there's the, that there's, and, and this is, I don't even know if I write about this in the book, but there's kind of like, a few stages, I think, of, of an evolution of surrender. And, and that first stage that a lot of folks are in, I've been there, we've all been there, is we're just in pure denial. We're just, we're in denial. We don't even know that we're lying and we don't even know what we don't even, we're just in denial that we're not aligned. Okay, we're in denial and we don't even know we're in denial. That's sort of the phase one. Then we, we get a little conscious and we start realizing, hmm, something's not in flow, something's not working, something's not aligned, I'm not really happy. And then we realize some things need to change. But because we're afraid of being really honest with ourselves or we're afraid of the consequences of the change, we move into a, a sort of, let's say, resistance, right? We start resisting. Mm, mm, we're fighting and we're fighting with ourselves and then we... We're really blocking our flow so then we stay stuck doing what we're doing because we know what we're doing and it's comfortable, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't really light us up. Being in that relationship that doesn't work, working a job that doesn't work, we're stuck in our current paradigm. The next phase I have found when I was really sitting with it is then we start negotiating in our minds. 
we begin to negotiate. Uh, well, maybe if I if I did this, then maybe I could do that. And well, you know, she's not that bad, or he's got potential, but we know it's not really working. So we start this rationalization and negotiation to try and preserve our current structure to keep our life a certain way to preserve our identity the negotiation starts so i look i would invite everyone to sit with well how do you negotiate in your own mind to to keep yourself static and where you are the next phase as we move through negotiation when we realize we have to shift there has to be a shift there has to be a letting go there has to be a breakthrough is we start moving into let's say an acceptance acceptance isn't surrender as i said so we start moving into a level of acceptance of, okay, this is not working anymore. Okay, this relationship is, is over. Okay, I need to leave my job. Okay, I need to, whatever that acceptance is, we start moving into, we're gonna, into an acceptance, but there still can be a level of resistance. Now, this is where a lot of people stay stuck. They stay stuck in acceptance and they never get to surrender because acceptance isn't surrender. There is a phase that a lot of people skip or miss for a variety of reasons between acceptance and surrender. That next phase from acceptance is grieving. Mm. Because to really move to surrender, that open-hearted, you know, expansive, full participation with life, even though you're being called to let go, because surrender is a death. Surrender is a death of the old idea of you, the old identity of you, an old life, an old relationship, the dream of what your relationship would be, the dream of what your life would be. It is a death. And so what has to be honored that a lot of times we don't honor, we skip over it for a variety of reasons because it's painful. We skip over it because we're afraid if we grieve, we will actually have to let go. And so the grieving allows us to fully honor the death and honor the dying and to truly feel the pain, feel the hurt, feel the sadness so that we can truly let go. Without the honoring of the grieving, it's hard to get to an authentic, open-hearted surrender. And once we do that, then we move into the state of surrender where we start opening our arms and participating with the changes and the letting go process and we start looking for it we start focusing on our evolution we start releasing and we start trusting and we we just we just jump out of the plane and we trust even though we don't know what's going to be on the other side we open our arms and we jump out the plane that's part of surrender is the willingness to not know what will be on the other side but to trust that what will be on the other side will be more amazing. It's like that zone of where maybe we, the caterpillar that's been a caterpillar, maybe those listening, you've been a caterpillar and you're comfortable being a caterpillar. You know where things are and you're crawling around. But there comes a moment where that cap- caterpillar realizes, I have to let go of this cocoon and I have to break out of the shell. And that means I'm going to have to let go of the safety of everything I've known up until this moment. Maybe those listening, you've outgrown certain things you've out the life you have created has become too small for what your soul is seeking to become and you have to let go into the unknown and even though it's scary it's like the caterpillar saying uh, i have to be willing to fly and jump and leap and go where i haven't gone before and that's that zone of surrender and then once we really do that i think we enter the magic we enter the that's when we enter the flow then we enter the flow and life starts carrying us in Things start to happen in that, you know, you're in the flow because things start happening 
in a, in a real synchronistic coordination and things start happening in ways that you could not have planned, predicted, or controlled. People start showing up. Things start happening. It's like, wow, wow, wow. Things connect together because you're in the flow. And, and I think that's, that's the possibility and the trajectory for us. Oof. I am so excited about this book at this point. I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, so it is coming out March 4th, right? It, it, it comes out, yeah, May the 4th. May 4th. Uh, May sorry. 4th, yeah. It comes out May the 4th. And do you have pre-orders available? Yeah, people can go. They can go to Amazon. They can go to, you know, we're giving away free gifts. So they can go to themagicofsurrender.com and order and get your free gifts from, from the website and all of that good stuff. Amazing. Um, so, Coot, something you may not know is that we end mm. every episode with rapid fire questions. Let's do it. This is my favorite part because it's just like... Fun. It's just fun. Okay. Um, this is the theme music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The first book that comes to mind. The Alchemist. Mm, a favorite song. Oh, Thriller. Mm, something you wish people knew about you. Uh, I'm funny. <laughs> 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 it's relatable. Um, your dream day, what are you doing? My dream day. Uh, for, honestly, for me, my dream day is when I'm teaching and doing seminars. I just, there's nothing I'd rather be doing. Your final meal, what are you eating? My final meal? Oh, that's a hard one. That's your hardest question of all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be, you know, I'm going to cheat on this one. Uh, since it's my final meal, I get to kind of have whatever I want. So it would be a combination of Japanese food, as in sushi, and African food from Ghana, which is a Ghanaian peanut soup and fufu, combined together. Which is where your two parents are from, right? Exactly. My father's from Ghana. My mother's from Japan. I grew up in London. Amazing. Kudu, um, this was such a good conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. And I cannot, I'm just... Yeah, I'm thrilled for your book. Oh, thank you so much. appreciate you having me. Yeah, and everybody, it is The Magic of Surrender, and it's coming out May 4th, and we'll make sure to link in the show.